Welcome to season two of the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with artists and industry leaders from around the world. Our goal is to share knowledge, connect our community, and elevate the artistry of our craft. Hi, I'm Jesse Chu. Hello, I am Quinn Wynn, and we are the founders of the Paper Floors Collective. Welcome to 2020. I'm so excited to welcome everyone back from maternity leave, from the holidays. <laughs> I know so many things. Oh and my gosh. It's so great to talk to Jesse again. I really missed her. But so much has happened. You gave birth. Tell yeah. us. A happy new year, everyone. First yes. of all, <laughs> my experience, it's all, it's always different. This one, he came mid December. So it was before Christmas, which um, was perfect. He was, was two weeks early, right? Yeah. Two weeks early. And my first son was two weeks early too. So maybe it's either just like, you know, I want to get out and maybe, <laughs> my, maybe my body just can't accommodate like a bigger baby. But yeah, he came out two weeks early and kind of unexpected. It was the day that my, my husband said, oh, I actually have to go back into work to finish up some stuff. And I woke up that day and I was like, where is he? I thought he was staying at home oh, um, no. because he had learned from the, you know, Tristan's birth that you can't like work until the due date, like the baby comes, the baby yeah. comes. So I actually texted him that morning and said, I... I'm feeling contractions. Uh And he was like, "Uh uh-oh. So he actually came home like in the afternoon. And this little guy arrived around 10 p.m. So it was a little bit of time. Oh, that's good. Which is good to get my parents in and get Tristan all organized and everything too. But yeah, no, it was, he's healthy. I'm healthy. It was a smooth birth. We're very, very blessed (laughs) as well. And so far, so good. Mm -hmm. But like all newborns, they don't sleep properly. And so I'm I'm still trying to adjust to the sleeping and his his non-schedule. For example, like even recording this podcast, right? (laughs) Like we had to kind of work some things around. So that's the only thing. But otherwise, you know, I I can't ask for anything else. Yeah. I mean, juggling this, I think we were talking about it, juggling a newborn with some of my ongoing obligations. Being an entrepreneur, I anticipate that will be a little bit challenging. Yeah. Uh, But I'm not the first to do it. So it's, you know, I'm very lucky to have help when I can get, when I need help. Sorry. Um, My parents are retired. So that's good. And then Tristan's in daycare most of the time. So that kind of helps. But but it's, you know, it's still one of those things where I can't, right now, at least the first three months, I can't commit too much, you know, because like, but anyways, um, I technically am on maternity leave. <laughs> but as an entrepreneur, I can't. So, but no, I, I, I've already, you know, told a lot of people that I'm not taking any any commissions for for the first you know six months mm-hmm. unless if I already took it just because I don't know what the my situation is going to be. I used to make paper flowers when Tristan was sleeping, mm-hmm. but that's when he had his nap schedule going. And once we got that settled, it was fine. But you know, every baby's different, so yeah. it's just juggling that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then now I'm trying to keep up with Quinn. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn's such a great motivator, like. Honestly, and you're always so excited about about your your plans. And so it's really hard not to get all like excited and want to be involved in all of these plans too. So, but yeah, so that's me. Anyways. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But Quinn, tell us a little bit about, or tell me a little bit about <laughs> your adventures um, in the floral world because I've seen so much on, of your lives and it just seems like so amazing. It's wonderful in certain aspect, but so much work. But before I even go on to that, I just want to do a huge shout to Jessie saying that <laughs> she is my anchor. She really helps me 
bring reality in and she makes <laughs> me realize that, okay, I have all these great ambitious goals and ambitious vision on making things happen. And she puts like, okay, have you thought about the logistic? Have you really think about like, is this doable? So I really appreciate <laughs> that so much because I love to think about the big picture. And I was like, I know we can make it happen, but you know, I really can't because I am pulled in so many different ways. You have so many things on your plate. I know. <laughs> you have so many things. <laughs> but it's so much fun. I think it's because I'm so for passionate sure. about so many oh, things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the only way to do it, though, right? Yeah. As an entrepreneur, you need to be passionate about it yeah. because you're the only person pushing yourself. Exactly. And if you so find if you... joy in doing mm-hmm. what you love, it's going to be so much easier than dredging your ways like, oh, my God, I have to do that. It's just painful. And mm-hmm. if you love what you do, it will won't seem like a chore. It'll just seem like, oh, this is so awesome. I get to do this. And that's (laughs) how I feel like when I get to meet you and I get to go play with flowers. Like Mm -hmm. I just went to Santa Barbara to Floor Abundance Design Days. And I can't tell you, I mean, there's, I just posted a picture and I didn't even realize someone was taking a picture of me. It was me playing with like 50 plus ranunculus. And oh my like, gosh. how often do you get a chance to yeah. choose all these beautiful necklaces and play with it and put it in something that, you know, you never get a chance to. And that brings me joy. And no, oh, for sure. I know. And then I get to meet all these flower people. Mm-hmm. Seriously, flower people are the best people. <laughs> form a flower it is, you know, at the end, it's a flower, paper flower, fresh flower. And we all have the same mind thinking. And I think that just talking to people who are passionate and mm-hmm. love flowers just brings you like, it just makes me super excited. Like, I can tell, like <laughs> well, I mean, like you're also very like, in, like bubbly and you have a really infectious smile and you're just like a real people person too. So <laughs> you. Uh, I can't say for myself, but you like make friends like so, so easily. And you call everyone your friends. So it's awesome. <laughs> I think you play on your strengths really, really well. But yeah, I mean, tell our listeners about all these people that you, you've you met and hope to to do things with because I'm super excited. I'm like <laughs> totally piggybacking on you to meet some of these people. Oh, no, I'm totally dragging you with me to Jesse. <laughs> and so, oh my gosh, you guys. So we have a whole line of people that we have geared up to be on the podcast for Paper Talk. Not only are we having some of the paper floors, I want to bring in some more fresh flower floors to come in. Holly Chapel, just a name drop, a really big name in the florist industry. Hitomi Gilliam is amazing. I can't wait to introduce you guys to her. If you ever see her name and it's a workshop, she specialized in floral mechanics. I think that is versatile for any florist because you have to know how to do floral arrangement versus if it's a compote, if it's floating in the air, how do you go about doing that? She is a rock star, you guys. Highly, highly recommend her. I also got to meet you guys, Ponderosa theme, Katie. I know you guys know her name. She's so magically mm-hmm. wonderful. <laughs> yes, I'm a fan. Yes. <laughs> I'm a fan, girl. Her work is amazing. Her personality is amazing. I can't wait for you guys to hear her talk about her business and her flowers. It's amazing. And then another person I want to introduce you guys. Well, actually two more people. I have like so many people I want to talk about. So Alexander Farm. So I was first introduced to the roses at the Los Angeles workshop with Alicia Sweetie of Flirty Fleur, where we did a LA workshop with Caroline Tran down in Los Angeles. Got to travel with the roses from Seattle and drove it like 
19 hours down to Los Angeles. They are magical, you guys. I can't wait to talk more about those later on. Also, I want to talk about Syndicate Cells. That's pretty amazing. So Syndicate Cells teamed up with Holly Chapel to create the Holly Chapel egg. So we're going to have them on and we're going to be talking about that. So, so many amazing things. And we have amazing paper artists lined up for this year. Can't wait to tell you all about it pretty soon. And But the, today, we're going to be really talking about setting your goals for 2020. What can you do to frame and imagine what your 2020 will look like? So one thing that I always do is I actually talk about my goals. I think that's really important to hear Mm -hmm. your goals besides writing it down, because Mm -hmm. the more you hear about it, the more you can envision in your head how it's going to shape up. So I always try to put together at least three goals for the year that I want to hit, like a really broad goal. And then I focus it down to like, okay, how can I make it more manageable and in bite-sized form that I can actually have actionable uh, to-do list to make it happen? So then I break it down to quarterly. So every three months, what do I want to hit to make sure that I hit my annual goal? Then I break it down even more to talk about like in one month, can I make something work? And then I break it down even more to something that by the end of this week, I want to make this happen. Because you know, in four weeks, you can make that one goal happen. And then you think about, okay, if I do something really tiny one day, can I reach my end goal? So I think breaking it down to more manageable bite-sized forms will help you achieve your goals even better. How about you, Jesse? Do you have any recommendation how you do your goals? Um, I do something similar, but I do like writing them down. I feel like writing it down makes it real for me. Mm -hmm. Just because there's so many things going on in my head nowadays, it's really hard, but it has to be realistic about them too, especially this year. And so I am, I look at the, like you, the big goals, and then I kind of break it down and I evaluate kind of as I go throughout the year, reevaluate whether or not I can actually hit certain of the big goals. Usually it's the big ones that that require a little bit more time. But yeah, realistically, for example, right now, (laughs) I'm only booking you know, after July, I've already got some things going in May and June. And those are my goals, really, just to meet those because (laughs) I don't, I can't really plan too much ahead. Um, Yeah. So I set my goals kind of similar to what you do, Quinn, in terms Mm -hmm. of trying to set larger overall goals and then set uh, more short-term goals to kind of try to meet those larger overarching goals. But I do Mm -hmm. write them down. I find it does help. And in a way, talking about my short-term goals with, with you or my husband, not just to get like that kind of feedback, but also kind of like when you say it to someone, you kind of feel accountable because they'll either ask about it at some point or bring it up, something along those lines. It kind of makes you Mm -hmm. more accountable to yourself because if you keep them hidden all the time, nobody really knows about them and you can slack off as much as you you want. Nobody would know. So true. (laughs) It's too easy. It's too, too easy for that to happen. So, So easy. I do. I mean, on top of, of, finding it very helpful kind of bouncing ideas off of you and you know uh, you know my husband or my friends it also keeps me on track but lately because of the newborn i've had to kind of really set really tight very clear goals and yes, very i would imagine. yeah very clear goals at very clear certain times so the overarching mm-hmm. ones are not really as grand anymore really it's just to, for me to get my day through um to find some balance yeah. in terms of spending time with you know, my husband, Tristan, and then my newborn. And then Mm -hmm. also being able to, you know, carve some time out of my day to 
make a paper flower or to finish a commission or to work on this podcast, something along those lines, because I really can't be too ambitious right now, at least for this year. It just isn't realistic. I think I would feel resentful if I'm too ambitious on one thing, let's say Mm -hmm. my business, and then not have enough time for my family. Or really, just realistically, my new board doesn't give me enough time to be ambitious about anything else. There's a reason why they cry so much, because they want you to spend Mm -hmm. all the time with them, right? So it's always challenging kind of changing your mind frame as a working mother, especially with mm-hmm. a toddler or a newborn, because your time isn't your own. And so it's it's hard when opportunities come, right? You can't, mm-hmm. it's really hard to say no, but I think saying no sometimes can be very, very powerful. It keeps you sane mm-hmm. and it keeps your goals yeah. in, in the right direction. And I think, I honestly think that the right things for you will come at the right time. I truly yes, believe that. I agree. Me too. I know sometimes it's hard for, for you to, like, maybe when you're feeling down, you feel really, it's really hard for you to believe that, you know, to feel mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not getting any, I'm not getting any commissions. Nobody's approaching me. You might feel really mm-hmm. down about it and be like, is it me? Is it my work? But I really don't think that yep. it's the case. It just isn't the right time. The right time yeah. and the right opportunity will come when you're ready, when you're prepared, yep. when you don't have other things to occupy you. So I think yep. it's, you know, being patient, saying no to the things that you're not like really excited about and keeping mm-hmm. your time free so that when the time does come for an opportunity where you're super excited about it and you know it's the right fit and you don't have to, to be too concerned about, you know, I don't know, like your newborn crying all the time, you have or you have care, I think that's, that's when it's going to be when you say yes. So yeah, it's kind of reminding myself about that as well. Yeah. yeah. And also recognizing opportunities when it comes across, do you bypass it? Do you say, okay, let's give it a chance and we'll see what happens. And that's really important too. Yeah. It's like preparing yourself when that moment comes and then grabbing it with two yes. hands and saying, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And you might have like, I mean, for me this year, I have at least one opportunity that I'm like, okay, if that comes, yeah, for sure, I'm taking it. So you might have a short list Mm of three, I don't know, opportunities that you would never say no to. And that's totally fine. You like, you've accepted that you'll drop everything and do that. But I think everything else, like if it's not the right one and you don't have the time and you want to balance your life with more time with your family or traveling or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, like, don't be afraid to say no. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be saying no a lot this year and no regrets, you know, like Mm -hmm. this only like for me anyways, the newborn only comes once. So opportunities can come knocking on the door. he's so adorable. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Newborns, they're like a lump, (laughs) like a sausage. (laughs) When they come out, they all look the same. They have like, like, you know, bulging eyes and they're like super scrawny and then they get fat and they're really cute. <laughs> they get fat and chunky and rolls. They get really cute. Yeah. They get really heavy. They, you know, they cry a lot. Um, that's the only reason why we care about them because they have to be cute, right? Otherwise, we'd be so like, funny, stop crying. <laughs> yes, that is true. They, uh, there was a science study where um, they talk about babies and puppies and kittens. Yeah. They look adorable because you want to take care of them. So that's like dating day. <laughs> so if they weren't cute, they're ugly. No one would want to care for them. <laughs> so good thing you're cute. <laughs> He's adorable. Oh my gosh. Um, what a chunky monkey. I know. He's like 10 pounds. 
and he's like week yeah. five. So, I mean, it's he's on the mm-hmm. right range, but. Oh, one thing I do want to talk about is like, at what point do you decide to educate yourself, invest in yourself to make sure that you reach your goals? I think that's an important time to decide, okay, I'm going to set aside a certain amount of my budget this year to educate myself. And I think that's one reason why you go to like workshops and just to find what is on trend, Mm -hmm. what's the latest technical skills that you can acquire to make your product even better. For sure. No, that's, oh, that's a great one that you raised. I mean, even if you have these goals, these lofty goals, let's say, Mm -hmm. but you have no skills to actually reach them, then how do you do it? Yeah, taking a course. And it's so accessible these days. Like Google it. It is. You know, whatever course it's like you want, photography skills. Google Mm -hmm. it. There are all these like online courses or eBooks out there that can really be helpful and really like elevate your your craft, your, Mm -hmm. your business. I definitely usually every year I do at least one course. And it's yeah. usually based on what I'm curious about. It's like, oh, I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go towards it and and see what, you know, what courses are available. But yes, mm-hmm. self-learning and like always learning, I think so important. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I've actually implemented last year and I'm going to continue doing it is, you know, with the Posey Box, we do video tutorials. So I make it an effort like I'm going to introduce one small new skill that I learn. It could be about doing a new logo, animating a certain logo, or doing a rollout, or just changing something so small. But in tw- in 12 months, you're going to see the change. So just little changes will add to a big thing. So you don't have to make a big deal about something. So true. You could do small little steps and it will become big at the very end. That is so true. And I think that's what we most, we like generally do is we learn little things and kind of build upon that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like a lot, but like you said, in the end, at the end of the year, like, wow, like you just look at, even if it's your work or if it's your photography skills, like, oh my gosh, like I think it makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I agree. And this is coming from people who obviously teach workshops, but it's so (laughs) true. Like it's, that's why we teach workshops because We do Mm -hmm. believe in lifelong learning because we've learned from other people's workshops too. And it's, yes. And it's, I think it's made us both better people Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs and craft artists. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, one of our goals that Jesse and I have talked about is we're definitely going to be doing more workshop this year. And we can't wait to tell you all the different details that will be coming out. Hopefully, by the first quarter this year. That way, you can plan out the rest of the year by meeting us. And we would love to show you some really cool paper flower techniques that we've Mm -hmm. learned in the past few months. Yeah, it would be really cool. I mean, like, I think it's one of our goals to to take what we learn on the road. I think that's Mm -hmm. the term that you used as well. Yes. Um, Yeah. And oh, I did forget to mention one of my (laughs) goals this year (laughs) is to do a book signing somewhere. (laughs) So for sure, the paper place, which I still have to arrange, but maybe somewhere else as well. So it'd be really cool to be able to kind of meet everyone too if you guys can come out not only to our workshops mm-hmm. but to our book signing or my book signing it'd be really cool i love be- like i love meeting people in person it's so different online yeah. oh my gosh we need to get you and kate together yes. and have a double mm-hmm. book signing mm-hmm. how cool oh, that'd be. be so cool all right you guys leave a comment below if you want to see that happen because yeah. we'll, we'll make, make it, it happen, happen. <laughs> <laughs> queen will make know. it happen <laughs> <laughs> All right, you 
you guys. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of season two with us. Um, we're so excited to tell you more what's coming up with Neighbor Talk in the next few weeks, few months, the rest of the yeah. year. Oh my God, so I much. I know, so much. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.